Wow, I'm so glad you guys stayed with me tonight. Man, we've got a lot of them out there with this uh, Christmas caroling. And, uh, you know, I'm, I was torn. I'm like, oh, man, we want to do Christmas caroling. But I said, I hope nobody goes. And I said, oh, that's selfish. Those folks that need to hear the good news need, need to hear some of the pretty singing of us. So I'm glad they're out there. Lord, bless them, bless them. But I'm sure missing them. But I'm sure glad I have you guys tonight. Yeah, I don't know if I told this one about this uh, professor was teaching, the English professor, and he says uh, in most languages, uh, a double negative can make a positive. And uh, he said and there's some um, languages like Russian that double negative makes a negative. He said, but there's not any languages where double negative makes... No, I didn't say that right, though. Yeah, double negative makes a negative. Uh, said there's no, uh, double positive makes a negative. Boy, it's terrible when you get them all mixed up, right? <laughs> wow. He said there's no, all languages, double negatives make a positive, and some double negatives make a negative, but no double positives ever make a negative. And one kid in the back said, yeah, right. Okay, we'll get that one by next week. Okay, yeah. Picking back up. I hope y'all didn't record that. I hope nobody sees that out there in Facebook land because we really went bomb bomb. You know, we went down on that one. Okay. We're going to pick up in our series, and this may be our last uh, teaching on this part of this series on prosperity by God's design. And uh, we just want to, uh, tonight I just feel, really feel like the Lord was wanting us, as we're wrapping this up, to, uh, for us to come into alignment for advancement. Now, all of this teaching, when we, when we look at the Word, when we study the Word, it's not just to get Bible facts, okay? God wants us to have understanding and then to operate in wisdom so that uh, His covenant is established. And one of them is a prosperity. He says He wants His covenant established, but we have to get the knowledge of uh, prosperity and how it comes and what it is made of, and then the understanding of how it is to be used in advancing the kingdom of God and walking in the blessing of God, and then the wisdom and how to apply it. So uh, that's kind of, uh, tonight I would say our subtitle would be Alignment for Advancements. We're going to get aligned up so we can advance. Wrapping up this year and going into the new year with prosperity like you've never had before. I'm praying that you will deal with more numbers than you've ever dealt with before, and they won't be in the red, but they'll be in the black, okay? I'm praying that you'll, you'll be more prosperous in 2019 than you ever have been in your life. You will have to make more decisions, and you'll have to go back to this message to help you in making the right decisions in how to apply uh, the wealth that is flowing over in your life. So uh, let us do a little quick review. Uh, 2 Corinthians 8 and 8. We have to keep going back there because it's such a powerful uh, verse of Scripture. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes became poor. We've seen how that was the fulfillment of uh, the divine exchange that took place in Deuteronomy 28 where it talks about the curse and under the curse comes uh, poverty and one of the, the four things of poverty is being hungry and naked and thirsty and in one of all things and how Jesus was not poor for 33 years, no, uh, but when he was going to the cross, there going to the cross, uh, he laid it all down and took on the spirit of poverty. It was a warfare going on. There was a lot of warfare going on and, uh, but there was one of those uh, battles was over your finances, was over prosperity for your life. And they even took a crown of thorns and they uh, took that symbol of poverty. You know, in the Old, New, Old Testament, when they, uh, Adam and Eve sinned and they came under the curse, it says, by thorns and thistles, you will now eke out an existence by the sweat of your brow. So they take the sign of poverty. They don't even realize they're doing it. The devil's mocking him as a king. 
makes a crown like a king. They force it upon his head and they activate what Peter said that we're redeemed by the precious blood of the Lamb. They didn't realize that where he was shedding his blood, he was redeeming us, paying uh, the ransom to get us out of bondage back into freedom uh, so that he took on poverty. So here Paul tells us that he who was rich became poor for our sakes, for our sakes. He did it for us. He did it for us so that we could all live in poverty and lack and want. No, so that through his poverty, through him to doing that warfare against the spirit of poverty, you and I may have that come off of us and we might become rich. And there's Galatians 3, 13 and 14 all over again uh, where he has redeemed us from this curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it says, cursed is he who hangs on a tree. Uh, it wasn't that Jesus uh, cursed God. He, he didn't go out and violate the laws of God to come under the curse. But there was this exclusion in the Old Testament law that said, if you hang on a tree, a curse comes on you. So he chose the tree, not the stoning, not being thrown off the cliff, not any other type of death. Herod couldn't even kill him when he was a toddler uh, because he was going to a tree so he could get this curse off of us. Man, now that's dedication. That's dedication. Jesus dragging that cross up the hill, and when he fell, God had somebody there to help carry that cross all the way to the top so that he could be crucified on that tree. He couldn't die on that whipping post. Can you imagine his body wanted him to shut down? Can you imagine, you know, uh, everything when they were beating him, the concussion and all, how sleepy you get, how weary you get, how dehydrated he was. And it would have been so easy for him to just lay there and say, no, I'm not getting back up. I'm I'm just going to die. But he got back up and he went all the way to Calvary because he said, I got to get on that tree because I got to get the curse off of them. Do you understand what he did to get the curse off of us? So why in the world would we want to in any way trample underfoot what he did by living under the curse? We as Christians need to know the truth and be set free and we need to rise up in our freedom and, and walk in it and, and, and establish his covenant on this earth. Amen. So he tried to get, he did this to get the curse off of us so that he could what? Just so that we can go around curse free and neutral now? No. He wanted to get the blessing on us. He wanted to get the blessing on you. Do you receive the blessing? He wants, he did this to get the blessing on you. And when this blessing, part of this blessing is it makes you rich. So we have to understand that mammon and riches are not the same thing. Mammon and money are not equal. And we say this over and over because a lot of folks think that it is money that is the root of all kinds of evil. Money in itself has, no, it's just paper. It's just uh, gold. It's just cattle. Whatever resource they're using to transfer wealth in the day and age it is. It's the spirit that wants to get on it. And that's the spirit of mammon. And, uh, and, and it's the love of money. It's that love of money, that greed that, that is selfish and self-centered and, and disconnected from the purpose of wealth. And that's why Deuteronomy 8 and 18, he tells us the purpose over and over. Don't forget, he said, you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth so that you can just be fat and sassy and never have to work again. No, that's not what he said. That he may establish his covenant which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. He is, he is, his word is at stake. 
His word is at stake. His, he's sworn a covenant. He's sworn this, and he wants it established, and he said, I'm going to do it. Part of it is going to be accomplished because I, my blessing is going to flow to my people, and they're going to be so blessed that they're going to be a blessing. And he says, so that's why you cannot forget God in this time. Which brings us to Proverbs 10 and 22, where he says, it is this blessing that we've been talking about. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich. And it's a rich and a prosperity that adds no sorrow. Now, I've said it over and over how if you run after riches, get quick, quick rich schemes. We looked at so many of the Proverbs telling us, do not do that. It will surely bring you to your demise. Don't try to get rich quick. God says he builds one upon the other and slowly he builds wealth so that we are built up to be able to stand under it and it not crush us or corrupt us. So the blessing of the Lord makes one rich, but it comes with a richer prosperity that has no sorrow. And uh, so we're looking at this blessing that Jesus has done so much to try and get on us. And I believe we are at the place, the Bible says, that we know the truth and the truth sets us free and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I believe our faith has been rising up in this area where God has uh, designed for us to prosper uh, the words that have been spoken over us have to bow their head to the word that God has spoken over us. Uh, the declarations that man and society has made over us has to bow their knee to the word and declaration that God has declared over us. And God wants you to prosper in a holy way so that he can uh, prove himself, prove he's the God of covenant to the world around us. So as we've been preparing through this series, I believe that we tonight going to find ourselves, let's just ratchet ourselves and make sure we're in proper alignment because once you do, the advancement's coming. So I'm declaring over you right now, your advancement's coming. It may not even wait till 2019. Advancement is coming. Raises are coming. Promotion is coming. Money you didn't know about. I said this to one widow lady. I said, I said it to her. I said, I, I declare, I, I hear it in the spirit that advance money you don't even know about. And, uh, and, and she looked at me with such a, no, I, that could never happen. And it's like the Lord just said to me, show her. I'm a, I'm a God of my word. So I go and I, I don't know. I just Google one night uh, this and, and I'm looking up uh, her, her name, her husband's name. He passed away. And uh, for uh, money that was, you know, had not been secured or, or, or claimed, then pops up his name. And I said, oh, this, this isn't a scam because the Lord told me. So I look into it and get the details and I give it to her. And she calls them and they say, oh, yes, uh, while your husband was a chef down in Florida, in Miami, he set up this uh, whatever financial uh, program or whatever. And, and then he moved and we didn't know, have his moving address and it's, it's been here just growing and growing. And she got tens of thousands of dollars. She, she had to prove his death certificate. And, but I'll never forget when I was declaring over her, God is saying that money, un, unclaimed money is coming to you. There's money belongs to you. And she just kind of, and it was like God said, show her. I'm not a God that just talks. I'm, I know what I'm talking about. So I was like, okay, Lord. So I'm just going to say, you go ahead and you start looking and you start researching because there's, God is saying there's some of you out here that have money that, that you didn't even know you have. It's, it's there for you for the claiming, but there's promotions and there's advancements 
and there's new opportunities coming to you. And it's not something that you're going to be able to gloat about and say, oh, look how great I am. You're going to say, it is the blessing of God that has made me rich. It is the blessing of God that has increased me. I'm in my retirement years, and in my retirement years, I'm supposed to be living on less, but God has given me more than I've ever had. I'm declaring it over you in the name of Jesus. God said, help this congregation get an alignment so that the blessing can flow in and through them. So we've got to turn everything, heart, soul, body, over to God. Because if you're not, the wealth of this world will corrupt you. You've got, you got to be established and you've got to be in covenant with God. Hallelujah. And when all of that, he releases his blessings. That's why he tells us in Matthew 6, we're to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, not the houses and the land and the cars and the clothes and the food and the whatever. That should never be our priority. Our priority should always be his kingdom. His kingdom. We're here to advance his kingdom. We're here to grow his kingdom. We're here to build up his kingdom. We're here to bring heaven to earth in the name of Jesus and his righteousness. Hallelujah. And then that blessing starts adding to you. He said the blessing of the Lord will chase you down. The blessing of the Lord will find you. The blessing of the Lord will discover you. The blessing of the Lord will awaken you. The blessing of the Lord. I say, God, tackle me. Uh, the blessing of the Lord. You just, if, I'm, if I'm somehow another distract, just tackle me. Get my attention as I want to operate in the blessing of the Lord. So I want us tonight to look at some qualities a believer needs in order to walk in the full advancement that God has, to walk in the full blessing of God for this advancement. There's five things I've listed here that are very, very important that we need to focus on. Uh, we got knowledge and understanding and wisdom, faithfulness and then willingness and obedience. And, and these are five very, very important uh, aspects of of alignment as we align ourselves with God, as we, we take the knowledge that he gives us and, and, and find the meaning of that knowledge and then apply that knowledge with wisdom. And, but we got to remain faithful. This isn't an in and out. This isn't a one time. This is, you got to remain faithful to the Lord. you got to remain faithful. I met with someone uh, just this uh, past, um, yeah, two weeks ago, and, uh, and, and he was just amazed. He says, uh, I, I remember when you started this church uh, on Centerville Turnpike. I said, yeah. And he said, uh, whatever happened to that little old thing? And I said, oh, we, we're still there. And uh, he said, really? He said, I remember coming. I worked for somebody that attended your church, and he paid us on the clock to come and help clean up some of the animal mess up in the beginning. I said, yep, yep, I remember that. He said, you don't remember me. I said, uh, I'm trying. He said, well, I was a lot thinner, and I had, a, I had hair then, and he was describing himself, and I said, well, uh, I, I don't put it together. So he pulls out an old picture. I said, yeah, I know that guy. He said, well, that guy's me. And uh, he says, how long has it been? I said, 26 years. He said, no way. You still in that little old church 26 years? I said, oh, no, that church is gone. We, we tore it down. We built a new building. He said, uh, where at? And I told him across from Atlantic Shores High School. And he says, oh, my. I was driving by there the other day, and I saw this big, beautiful building. But I didn't know that was the same place. I said, yeah, that's the same place. He says, wow. He says, man, when you're faithful, God can truly bless you. And, uh, and I, when he said that, I was like, wow, thank you, Lord, because we didn't give up on the vision. 
you stuck with it. As we just kept encouraging you that this is what God is showing us and where he's showing us to go, you guys stuck with us. And we prayed and we fasted and, and we, we bought steel by faith and we put down footers by faith and we stood out here when there was just muck and mire and we stood, stood sinking in the muck. You know, I sunk up over my knees in it and lost my boots in it. You know, it's just, just like quicksand. But we, we prayed for this place and then it got, that got hauled out and sand got hauled in and we build it up and then we put a frame up and us men got together in here and locked arms right in this open it was all open then and we prayed i'm telling you what faithful you've been let me tell you what faithfulness is so very important you can have all the wisdom and understanding knowledge in the world but if you're not faithful to apply it it's not going to happen if you're just going to give a little and pull a little and and declare a little and and, and deny a little and and believe a little and disbelieve a little you know it's not going to work you got to be faithful you got to be all in with willingness and obedience to follow the Lord. But the two of these we want to really focus on, the remainder of our time together this evening, is understanding and wisdom. Understanding, we'll look at knowledge, understanding and wisdom, but really understanding and wisdom, because when God gave Solomon a chance and to ask him anything that he desired, what did Solomon ask for? He asked for wisdom. Man, his dad had pulled all the records together and had plans for the building of the temple. He had a lot of knowledge. He had a lot of resources there from uh, the knowledge. He had understanding of how the temple was so supposed to be built and so forth. But he says, in order to be able to take all this riches and all this knowledge and all this uh, that I've inherited and, and apply it and make it really happen, I need wisdom, God. And he asked God for wisdom. And the Bible says to this day, other than Jesus Christ, no man has walked with the wisdom that Solomon has walked with because he sought wisdom. Proverbs 4 and 7 says, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. It's the principal thing. Now, I know you may have tried to do business or do your finances with your career path or trying to figure out your school and, and your schooling and so forth. Listen to me. Let me. You need to make wisdom the principal thing. Sometimes we think that a, a, a market analysis will help us with our business more than anything else. Or a product a revelation will help us with uh, going forward. Let me tell you what. You need wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. The, the kokmai, uh, which is, uh, kokmai is skill in war. That's the Hebrew for skill in war. Skill in administration. Skill in to make things, to work, to apply understanding. It is skill. And the reason wisdom is so vitally important to the believer who walks in the blessing of wealth and prosperity is because of Solomon's words in Proverbs 1.32. He warns us that prosperity of the fools shall destroy them. So if we prosper but we don't have the wisdom of God uh, based on the understanding and the knowledge that God the Holy Spirit gives to us, then the prosperity will destroy us. Now we don't want that. We want you to go forward in advance rather than uh, be destroyed. So we have to have the wisdom of God. <laughs> because if you do a little wrong with just a little money, you'll only do bigger wrong with bigger money. You give money, I'm telling you, some people think all I need is more money. Oh, if I just had more money, all my problems would go away. No, if you had more money, all your problems would be amplified if you didn't have the wisdom of God to operate under it. 
There are those spirits of pride. If you remember, there's the spirits of poverty. There's the spirit of greed. The spirit of mammon is strong. And if you don't have the undergirding wisdom and, and relationship and righteousness of God, that prosperity will destroy you. And a lot, of, a lot of sermons are spoken against prosperity because they see so much of the aftermath of destruction that prosperity brings. But I'm telling you, if we get our theology right and then get it to bring it to not only our neology, but we walk it out, and then we are established in righteousness and with the wisdom and the understanding, the knowledge of God and the purpose that the prosperity is for, it won't destroy you. It'll only, uh, what it'll do is it will uh, establish the covenant of God that he said in Deuteronomy where he says, I'll give you the power to get wealth so I'll establish my covenant. He wants to establish his kingdom here on this earth. Hallelujah. And you and I get to be a part of that. So understanding and wisdom are so very important. Solomon goes on in Proverbs 4 and 7, and he says, and with all thy getting, what? Get understanding. Uh, and this word understanding, bina, uh, in the Hebrew means to understand, to know the principles with the mind, to have insight. And if you take a first glance at uh, especially the Proverbs, and you start reading about knowledge and understanding and wisdom, you'll think that the Bible's using them all interchangeably, but it really is not. If you take a closer examination, you'll see there's a difference between the three. Uh, simply put, these gifts, if you want to call them that, are called in the Bible, they're defined like this. Knowledge would be the facts, the facts. And Lord, we need the facts. And God can give you a knowing that you don't know. There are, did you know that? There are words of knowledge. God can give you knowledge that you don't know. So never, if God's calling you or prompting you to move in a direction, don't let your lack of knowledge be a fear that holds you back. God can give you a divine no. I've got so many examples. Probably one of the largest examples was uh, we, we needed to get out of the parsonage. It was a little house sitting out here. Uh, it was falling apart. It was termite infested. The floor joists were gone. We had to walk around the edges of the walls rather than the, through the middle of the house because the floors were like a trampoline. And upon inspection, we were told that the only thing holding the floors together were the tongue and groove of the oak flooring there. There were no floor joists at all. I said, well, how about put some footers under there or something? They said, there's nothing to put them up against. There's nothing there. And uh, then they began to tell us the expense of that which it would cost to do it. The house was set there in a low spot. It was full of water under there. And they were like, you know what? This thing is almost beyond repair. I don't know that I'd put any money in it. And, uh, and we've got Morgan's, you know, she's in the oven cooking and coming out soon. And mold is growing all up on the walls and the ceilings and Townsend's room and other rooms. And we're fighting it with Clorox and trying our best. to. And we're like, you know what? It's time to step out. It's time. And uh, that, that situation prompted me. And we looked at our bank account and there was no way. We went to homes that were being built to try and qualify for some new builder's program or first-time buyer. Nothing was working out. They would say, oh, if you'll get you know, $10,000 more, come back to us. If you get $5,000 more, come back to us, and it might would work out. And we'd work so hard, it would go back to them. No, it's gone up now. You need this, you need that. And uh, so we were in a situation. So uh, I remember uh, Pastor Rodiga and I, we just said, you know what? God is our supply. God is our source. Why are we running to man like this? And we, and it's sad to say that it took a tough situation to force us into it because it was pretty easy once we, we got uh, redirected. 
Uh, don't, let, don't wait till you're in the, a house that's falling apart and you've got a new baby on the way and mold and mildew is taking over the place. Don't wait till you're there before you, you, you get this. Get it tonight, amen? But we got and said, you know what? God is our, support, our, our supply. God is our source. So uh, I got in my little office and I, I prayed and I said, God, I don't know how to do this, but you do. And I'm here as an ambassador of heaven, and I'm here to establish your... I'm here. This is what I'm here for. But you know I need a roof over my head. You said I seek first your kingdom, your righteousness, the houses, that stuff would be added. I says, I'm just trusting you. And the Lord gave me a picture. And it was a picture of my, our house that we live in today. And, and I began to draw it out. And, and as he, you know, I got that right down the vision. It's make it plain so that they can see it and run with it. So I began to do that. And I'm not an artist. I draw stick men, and they look like... They don't look like people, but, you know, I'm just, but I was drawing and it was, it was coming alive and I got a divine no that I didn't know. And it was as though I'd been to drafting school and I began to draw the footings and I began to understand, I got an understanding. I understood what footers were. This would be the size that would hold up this much of a house and I began to place them and then I put the floor joist on it and then I put the walls on it and the divine note says make them two by sixes rather than two by fours so that you got the extra for insulation. None of this stuff I had no clue of. And I began to build it and the next floor and the next floor and... and uh, and then I, I, the details were so, I couldn't stop. I was just, you know, I was like, man, this is amazing. I'm putting the measurements and everything. So then we found out, you know, uh, uh, I don't know exactly how that came to us, but in Chesapeake you, or Virginia, a homeowner can build their own home, be their general contractor. So I take plans to the city. You've heard this story before. The city looks at it and says, nope, can't accept these. And I was, I was nervous, but, you know, I'm like, okay, uh, what's wrong? And he says, you need to put a smoke detector in every bedroom. That's new code. You've got to have that. And I was like, okay. Um, he said, that's it. And I see, he said, have your architect put that on it, bring it back, and we'll be good to go. And I said, well, let me just add them. He said, no, you've you got to have the architect do it. I said, well, I actually drew these. He said, are you an architect? I said, no, sir. He said, wow. So he looks at them again like, let me check these things out to make sure they're right. And he studies and he studies and he studies and he says, can I put them in for you? And I said, yes, sir. And he takes a little red felt pen and puts the smoke detectors in with their little symbol in every bedroom. And he signs off and gives me my building permit. And I walked out of there like, I cannot believe this. I've got, he took set up some plans to keep on file for the inspectors. And, and I left that with my set and, and with the building permit. So then I began calling con, uh, subcontractors. I said, I need a footing done. And I was telling them what to do. And they're like, okay, yeah. He said, well, that's a little overkill. You really don't need that much. I said, I really, that's what I want. So okay, if that's what you want, better to be under than uh, over than under, you know. It was a divine no. It was a divine no. I, I had not studied drafting. I, to this day, I go back and try to draw stuff. And, and it just, it, yeah, if I needed to, I know God would give it to me. But I was like, it doesn't work. But it does. I'm telling you, God wants to do things in, the, in you and through you with divine knowledge. He wants to give you uh, words of knowledge. He wants to give, and words of knowledge is not necessarily just for somebody. Let me tell you what, he wants to give you a no that you don't know. You didn't have to go to school for 20 years to learn it, but you've got to, you, you just, you know, you know. And then understanding is the meaning. You take that facts and the knowledge of it, and now you understand how it begins to work together.
You understand where an egg came from, and you understand it's a binding uh, agent, and you understand it's protein, and it brings liquid, and then you understand flour and its importance, and you understand sugar and how that's going to sweeten this up and where it comes from, and you got all the knowledge of all these facts, but now the understanding says if I take all of these and put them together in right proportion, I could have a delicious cake. It could be a cake that could be a blessing to somebody. So there's your understanding of how to put the knowledge together in meaning so that it can, it can be a blessing to somebody. But if you just sit on the knowledge and you just sit on the understanding, let me tell you what, it's not going to happen. That would be like me having a divine knowledge of how to draw these plans and then the understanding of how to put it all together and how it works, but never having faith to go and get the building permit. So that's where wisdom comes in. Wisdom is the application, knowing how to take that knowledge which has meaning and make the application so that it changes the world that we live in. Wisdom is what is the rubber meeting the road. That's what wisdom it is, is the application. So uh, it's so important that we understand that the knowledge gives us the facts and the understanding gives us the meaning, but the wisdom gives us what to do next. Why am I pushing this? Because... Solomon said, you know, I, I sought wisdom. And because I sought wisdom, God was excited. What is it that it takes to please God? Without it, it's impossible to please Him. Faith, right? So wisdom is you trusting God who's given you the facts, given you the understanding, and now you're stepping out. You're now stepping into the pleasure of God to bring forth application. And that is why God was so pleased with Solomon asking for wisdom. He was like, he's like, God, there's riches in the storehouse. My father was a, a father of war and, 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 and won and victory and there's gold, there's, there's silver, there's all these resources and there's these plans and, and there's this, uh, I got this understanding we're supposed to build a, a temple and all, but God, I need wisdom so that I'll step out and it won't be just something we talk about and something that is on my to-do list when I pass away one day, but it never got, got done. I want to step out and build your temple. I want to step out and advance your kingdom. And, and, and so I need your wisdom. And God says, you chose the right thing. It's time to go. See, God, God gives us knowledge and He's pleased with us receiving the facts. He gives us understanding and He's pleased with us knowing the principles by which uh, those facts can impact people. But if we never act on it, if we never act on it, let me tell you what, it's never going to change the world we're around. It's like walking around with an amazing business plan but never opening the door to the business. It's like going around with this amazing call of God to plant a church, but me staying in South Carolina rather than moving to Virginia when God told me to and never planting Christian Embassy International Church. Let me tell you what, it takes the application and God says I'm involved in the application as much as I'm involved in the meaning and the facts that make up the meaning so that you can apply it. So I'm the God of knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. I know a lot of people today that, that, that if money came to you, 
if it came, if God just released it to you right now, you would have the knowledge, okay, this is what, this is amount of money. I probably owe this amount of taxes on it. You may even have the knowledge of how you can bring it into some tax deferred uh, investments and so forth. You have an understanding that this money is not only to be a blessing to you and your children and your children's children and those that are in need. You know that it's to establish the covenant of God. You know it's to advance His kingdom. You know it's all that. But if you don't have the wisdom in how to properly make those applications, it'll either get stolen and flow right through you or a spirit of greed will come on it and the next thing you know, it's all about you and you, you're you more of a jerk than, than, than a, a child of God because you think you're somebody now because you got some money. You know, let me tell you what, or it opens you up for uh, you, you didn't do the taxes right and, the, and now IRS is calling you and wanting to lock you up. So we need these three working together before the, uh, you might would say, before the dam is opened up and the river of prosperity begins to flow into your life so that you got the boundaries uh, to, to hold it together. The difference between a swamp and a river is that a river has boundaries. And a river has living water, has living things in it, has clean water because it's flowing over the sand, it's flowing over the rocks, there's filter, uh, filtration that God has in there because it has boundaries. But if it has no boundaries, then it's just a swamp and it's decay and it's stench and it's rot and it's disease and so forth. So, so I believe what God has been doing with us is showing us how to establish the boundaries so that He can, he can pour out he can pour out wealth on you like you've never seen before. And the boundaries needs wisdom and understanding and knowledge and knowing how these are so important. You know, somebody says, you know, well, this thing with uh, one of the boundaries that God has is to keep our, the, the money coming to us that he brings into our life to keep the curse of mammon off of it. And he said, the way to keep the curse of mammon off of it is you offer unto me the first fruit, the tithe and the offering. He said, then I rebuke the, the spirit of mammon. I rebuke the spirit of mammon. But if you won't trust me on this, he says, you're a thief. He calls you a thief. How have we robbed you, God? And the tithes and the offerings. So he's given us boundary. But yet we say, you know, I don't have enough to tithe. I don't make enough to tithe. And I love our kids. Caleb's like, well, you and dad, I made $10. That's what a dollar. You know, I got a dollar. I'm, can, can we find a dime in the house? You know, he's like, man, is there? And because they understand uh, this principle. And there are grown-ups that say, I can't afford to tithe. What do you mean? You can't afford to get God uh, entering his covenant of supernatural supply. So where he rebukes the devourer, where he rebukes the spirit of mammon, where, where the spirit of mammon is, he says it's like your money bag has holes in it. You know what he said? When the devourer is doing what he does, your money bag, you put money in, you put money in, you always broke. You always, there's always something broke down. There's always something calling for something you wouldn't have a plan for. And you scratch your head and you're like, man, I take three steps forward and four steps back. I don't understand this. It could be that the spirit of mammon is at work. Just get him rebuked. And you say, well, I rebuked the spirit of mammon. God said, nope, this one I have to rebuke. He said, I'll rebuke the spirit of the devourer. I'll rebuke him when you show me you're in covenant, that that ain't your money, that you're a steward of my money. He said, when you show that to me, that you're a steward of my money, then I know I can trust you with more. I can trust you with more, and I'll take care of the spirit of mammon. Praise God. But if you don't understand that, or maybe you have the knowledge of that and the understanding of that, but you don't have the faith or the wisdom to apply that in your life. Are you... I'd say, are you nuts? Are you nuts? 
I'm like, man, either you believe God or you don't. This is not, this isn't, you know, Disney World here. We're not make-believe. We're not talking about Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. There's no Snow White and there's no Seven Dwarfs, okay? That was make-believe. That was cartoon. That was fabricated. What we're talking about is reality. We're talking about the real deal. And God says, you say, well, pastor, I, I, you just want my money. I tell you what, I want to see you blessed. I want to see you blessed. God's taking, see, I'm in covenant with God, so I don't need your money. God's taking care of us for, 20, for those 53 years I've been alive. Not one of you, maybe fed me a meal or two, but you've not consistently clothed me and housed me and fed me, right? God has, God has. So I don't look to man because the moment I start looking to man, I'm bringing this thing back down to where mammon can come in. This isn't a thing about man, this thing about God. So all I want to do is see you, see you walk in the covenant that God has for you. It's so exciting. It's so exciting. I had people tell me, Pastor, you've got to pump me up. Pastor, you've got to encourage me. Pastor, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to really help me out. You bring some encouragement. I'm, I'm having a hard time. Who encourages me? And the good thing is, I, not that I don't need your encouragement, thank God for it, but when you're in covenant with God and, the, and it's flowing from heaven, I, I don't get distracted by the junk on the earth. I just, he's so good. But it's not just for Pastor Tim, it's for everybody. He's, he's no respect for persons. And I want everybody to enjoy the flow of the miraculous of God in every area of your life. Wow, he's amazing. To where you get up and say, yes, this is the day the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. I can't help but be glad in it. This is a good day. Hallelujah. He's a good God. He's faithful. We're not talking about Hollywood. We're not talking about animation. We're talking about the reality of the creator of the heavens and the earth and the one that can help you when you can't help yourself. The one that knows you better than you know yourself. The one who's called you and has a purpose for your life. Who the devil wants to destroy you and squash you out. God wants to bless you and lift you up. And you're going to go and, 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 and give in to the devil? No way. No way. I'm not going to give him the satisfaction. Jesus said in John 8 and 31, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. He is calling us in the New Testament to be disciples, which means a learner, a student that we come under, but we learn the knowledge. What the knowledge means gives us understanding, but then you got to apply it. It's not just a head thing. It's not even just a heart thing. It's got to be a shoe leather thing as well. You got to walk it out. You got to walk it out. That's why God says, how can you say that you love me when you won't love your brother? Well, my brother has flaws. And, and he, God says, well, just because you can see them, you can't even forgive them and love them. And here you can't see me and you say you love me. He says, you're really fooling yourself. Let me tell you what, we've got to understand that God is more real than what we can even see with our own eyes and that we've got to commit our ways to Him. And, and then that needs to be manifest in this earthly realm. And I've, told, I've said this a thousand times, the enemy will use people closest to you with their weakness to push your button. And God says we flat, fight not against flesh and blood, but against principality and power and rulers of darkness in heavenly places. You are showing yourself as one who does not believe in God when you get into the physical uh, uh, fight. You're saying, I don't believe God. 
I don't believe he is. I just, this is all make-believe. It's what you're saying because he's telling you, don't fight flesh to flesh. Flesh and blood, that is not your fight. And if you truly believe God, when flesh and blood starts a fight, you're like, mm, not powers of darkness, principalities, spiritual weakness, high places. And then you start coming against the devil in the name of Jesus. You start coming against these demons with the blood of the Lamb of God. And you start coming against them with the Word of God. And you start fighting the real fight. You put on your whole arm and you protect your head with that helmet of salvation. And sozo, you know you're redeemed. You know you're saved. You know you're healed. You know you're delivered. Jesus Christ has provided this for you. No matter what that flesh and blood is saying to you, it's spirit coming against me. I put on my breastplate of righteousness and I cover my heart. I protect my heart and my feet. I protect them with the gospel of peace. No, not war. Peace. Shalom. Nothing broken. Nothing missing. And I've got my belt of truth on and I've got my sword which is the word of God and my, my shield which is a shield of faith that will quench every fiery dart. So i got to bring faith over this thing. i got to bring faith over this thing. That's what quenches the fiery dart. And i got to begin praying in the Spirit as he said praying in the Spirit and all kinds of prayer in the spirit with supplication. Let me tell you what, if you'll do that when flesh and blood starts coming against you, you're showing that I believe God. I believe God. That's wisdom. Because you took the knowledge and the understanding and you made application. You operated in wisdom. And if you're not operating in wisdom, the Bible says you're operating as a fool. None of us want to be called a fool by the lips of God. We want to be called His wise sons and daughters. Amen. But He looks at how we respond to situations and how we move through life when stuff comes to us, then that is going to determine really what is going on in us. And, and I'm not judging because let me tell you what, I get caught off guard and, I, and I, sometimes I'll get going down the road and go, whoa, what am I doing? You know, what am I doing? And I'll turn back around and I'm like, Lord, I forgive me, Lord, Lord. I was, oh, I was getting sucked right into that. I see what your word says. I'm going to do what your word says. Now, he can't get me on the finance. The devil can't get me on the finance. I've seen it so much over the years. He's not going to trick me on not bringing the tithe and the offerings and, and extravagant gifts to the Lord. I know how that works. So the devil oh, just tried to quit working on that. But there's other areas that he'll try and sneak something in on me. Oh, and he'll do the same with you. But you got to be aware of that. So we got to get this uh, 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 knowledge and understanding and wisdom because true knowledge and understanding and wisdom are a matter of constantly seeking God's face for every situation in our life, being a disciple. Lord, what do you want me to do about this over here? Lord, how do you want me to handle this that's going on? Lord, how do you want me to respond to this person? How do you want me to respond to this situation? See, God created us, He's real, and He wants us to trust Him and tap into His divine resources as we do life on this earth. Doing it His way, God's way. Amen? Man, y'all got me up here all by myself. I just felt like, oh my goodness, I'm all by myself. I'm not fussing now, I promise you. I'm trying to help you get, go from a swamp to a river, trying to get the, the river of prosperity and the river of God's favor blowing, uh, flowing in your life. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your path. 
That's what you got to know, that God is going to show me what to do, why I should do it, and that I've got to step out. And as I step out, He will direct my path. He will, he will be with me every step of the way when I walk in the blessings of God. And, and that is walking out His blessings in every circumstance and situation in life. So these qualities of knowledge and understanding and wisdom and willingness and faithfulness and obedience, and they all have something to do with the blessing because the blessing leads to the blessings. You want the blessing on you. You want to walk in the blessing, singular, that Galatians 3.13 talks about and all these other scriptures reference the blessing of the Lord. It is the blessing of the Lord that makes one wealthy. It is the blessing of the Lord that will promote you. It is the blessing of the Lord He wants to get on you. And then when you're walking in the blessing, then your life, there is, it can't help but have the fruit of blessings. So now you're blessed in the city, you're blessed in the field, and you're blessed coming in, you're blessed going out. There's blessings everywhere. Blessings in your family, blessings in your finances, blessings in your health, blessings in your, that, that, that thing that works between your ears. I don't know what we want to call it tonight, but that thing that works between your ears. Blessings, blessings. <laughs> you cannot allow the enjoyment of God's favor on your life to take place of, as you walk in Him, and that's why it's so important that He say that we uh, pursue understanding and wisdom. Above all things, above all things, this wisdom so that we can operate uh, under this great responsibility. The good thing about it, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and adds no sorrow. So it's a great responsibility, but it's not a heavy, burdensome weight. The, the riches, the promotion, the influence, the increase, and all that He brings into your life is not going to weigh you down as you see some of these things weigh others down in the world, because when it comes from the Lord, it comes without sorrow. It, and it comes so that he can establish his covenant. And the sad thing is, so much of the body of Christ has no concept of how much greater than Abraham and Isaac and Elijah and Solomon, how much greater the blessing is for us, because we have a greater covenant. And, and we look back on Solomon and we look back on Abraham and we go, wow. But we should be saying, they're looking at us and saying, wow. With that Hebrews 7 and 8, better covenant with a better high priest, with better blood, the blood of the Son of God. I'm telling you, they, they would be like, wow. We only were a foreshadow of what was yet to come. And we, the church, should be demonstrating. We should be living in the fullness of the manifest of that covenant. Amen. But so sad that so much of the body of Christ struggles as, as someone without a covenant. The body of Christ and Christendom is like living without a covenant. And that, that has to turn around. The Lord spoke to my spirit this last week, said the tide is turning. I believe that's one of the things where the tide is turning. I'm telling you, the church is coming to the revelation of the covenant that they have with their God, and we're in a covenant with Him, and it's a the better covenant. It's the best covenant that will ever be. Hallelujah! And then we need to operate by it. And, and like Abraham, Isaac, and all the others, we live in a land under threat of lack. I know financial turmoil is around every corner, and, and the threat of the market up or down or trades up or down or whatever, companies moving out of the country or into the country. We need to face it. In this crazy world, there's always an opportunity for something to go wrong and something to blow your mind and that you don't... But let me tell you what. You need to say, wait a minute, I'm not living in fear. 
Wisdom tells me I'm to operate by faith. And if I have the blessing of God on me, the blessing of God will cause my desert place to bloom again. It will cause my desert place to flow with rivers of water. Because my God, has, it, 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 there is nothing, nothing He can't do. And, and it's not about me, it's about His covenant. He just needs me to be His body representative to see His covenant established. Will you believe Him? Will you believe Him for greater kingdom advancement and covenant manifest in and through your life? Now, God could have chosen to do it without mankind, but that was not His plan. He said, what I'm going to do, I'm going to do it in and through man. Even redemption had to come in and through man. That's why He had to send His only begotten Son to lay down the splendor of His glory and come to be born through a virgin and to be born as a man. And Paul tells us about that in Philippians 2, 5 through 11, how he who laid it all down came here with us, not just as a man, but a man that was obedient, not just as an obedient man, but one obedient unto death, but not just obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. He gives us that chiasmus, the steps going down, that form of literature he uses, that Jesus took this dissension and he came down to us, obedient even to the death of the cross, the Bible says. And because of that, that chiasma shows on the other side steps ascending to even a higher place. Therefore, God has what? Given Him a name and exalted Him and given Him a name. Hallelujah. And it's not just any name, but that His name every knee should bow. Not just every knee here on earth, but every knee in heaven and every knee under the earth shall bow. And not just every knee, but every tongue must confess what? That He is Lord to the glory of the Father. And where are you and I who had enough faith to put our hand in the hand of the man who reached out when he was down here with us to pick us up out of the muck and the mire and to bring us up out of our sin. I'm telling you, we are exalted with him, seated at the right hand of the Father. By him being seated, meaning it is a done deal. So now he says, now I do my work through a mankind, so I need you as believers, born of my spirit, supernatural spiritual rebirth, and now I want to do my work, I want to do my bidding through you. You are now the body of Christ. I've given you my Holy Spirit. I've given you the authority to use my name. I've given you the power to come to my blood. I've given you the anointing of my spirit. I've given you the anointing of my word. He says, now I want to establish my covenant. And one of the aspects of establishing my covenant is me pouring in resources beyond what you can even receive so that they can flow in and through you to impact the nations of the world around you. I want to do great and mighty things through you, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 So how many of you tonight would say, God, if you said, I need knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. I need these in order to come into proper alignment for this advancement. Lord, I receive them. I receive them. It's, it's a gift. It's something God's given us, but you've got to pursue it. Just like He's given you salvation, you've got to pursue it. Yeah. He's given us the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but you've got to pursue Him. He's given us sanctification, but you've got to pursue that. You know, it's all in the atonement made available by faith for us, but we have to appropriate it by faith. We have to pro appropriate it. We have to take and claim it in the name of Jesus. In part of this covenant of God's design for prosperity is that we, we, we cannot handle prosperity in our own mind and in our own strength. 
The spirit of mammon is too smart, too smart. He will trip you up. But God said, if you'll get the knowledge of why I'm giving you this exceedingly abundantly above and beyond more uh, uh, prosperity in your life, if you have that knowledge and if you receive the understanding of what it's for, so that you're just the steward of it, hallelujah, and it's coming without sorrow, so you don't have to be afraid of it. I'll show you, I'll give you the understanding, but then the wisdom and how to apply it. You'll know what to do with it. Some of you with your business, you, you're at a place, you don't know what to do with it. You're like, you got all this in you, faith in you for your business, and, or maybe it's your career path, and you got this faith in you, and you just, you, you see it, but you, you don't see the details. You don't know how to apply it. You don't know how to make it happen. You don't know how to, you, maybe you got a book in you. Maybe you got some songs in you. Maybe you got, you know, a movie in you. Maybe you've got whatever it is, it's in you. And you're like, this is oh, it's so good, but I don't know how. Let me tell you what. The wisdom of God will take the understanding and the knowledge and make it happen through our lives. God will give you the wisdom if you'll pursue it. I'm going to pursue it tonight. I'm going to encourage you to join with me in pursuing it. And one of the ways by faith we pursue the things of God is through our confession. Amen. Through our confession. We can, we can speak to something as though it, you know, it, it be and it shall become. Something that is not. We can speak to it. There's life and death in the power of our tongue. There's life and death. There's, amen? There's blessing and curses in the power of the tongue. My tongue is taking hold of the blessings. My tongue is taking hold of the Zoe life, the, the sozo of God, the abundant life Jesus talks about. Amen? So if you need the knowledge or the understanding, which is taking the knowledge, the facts, and now finding the meaning to those facts, and then you need to know now how to apply it to make it happen by faith. You're doing, your faith that I work today, you're doing it, then I want you to join with me in this confession. And don't say this to me. Let's say it to God. Let's just stand together. Let's stand together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you ready? I think, yeah, we got it overhead here. Come on. Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. Stop right there. Say it again. Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. I'm freed from the law, right? He's redeemed me. Make that declaration. I am redeemed from the curse of the law. The curse is no longer my partner. The curse is no longer in my house. The curse is no longer operating in my mind. The curse is no longer operating in my family. The curse is gone. The curse is gone. He has redeemed me from the curse. He has redeemed me from the curse. The second line. That the blessing of Abraham might come upon me. I receive that blessing right now, Lord. Jesus, you didn't hang on that tree for no reason. You hung on that tree to get the blessing on me. The curse is gone. The blessing has come. I received the blessing. Make that declaration right now. I received the blessing of Abraham. I received the blessing of Abraham. Number three. Therefore, I put on the blessing that Christ has purposed for me. This is for me. This is for me. Man, wake your body up and say, this is for me. This is for me. Number four, and the blessing makes everything else happen. Hallelujah. I am releasing the supernatural power of God.
through the blessing because I have the wisdom to step up and step out and say, God, I'm here on the front line. He goes on in the next line and he says, let's say it together, it doesn't matter what my last name is. It doesn't matter which part of town I came from. It doesn't matter what color my skin is or how much education I do or don't have. I'm a child of God. Say that again. I am a child of God. And His blessing has been pronounced upon me. Next line. What's more, in Ephesians 1 and 3, it says, My heavenly Father has already blessed me with all, come on, make a big circle, with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. So it is settled. Say it again. It is settled. I have it now. I have the blessing now. In the name of Jesus, it is mine. His blood purchased it. The cross was the reason I receive it. It is mine. From this moment on, the blessing that brings the knowledge, that brings the understanding and the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. All through the Old Testament, I challenge you to look at it. All through the Old Testament, where it uses this word wisdom, it says, they, and it's translated, it says, the artisans came with wisdom, and they knew how to spin the goat's hair for the curtains that they were making for the temple or the tabernacle. He says, the, the artisans came and they knew how to carve the wood and how to overlay it with gold, with the wisdom that God gave them. On and on, every skill, every craft, every a builder had the wisdom. The same word, the same word. I'm telling you, God, it's like, it's like you had it all alone in Christ. But there was a code here tonight, a code that just unlocks it. Now I release unto you. I say unto you by faith, it is yours. You've made declaration. It is yours. It is your confession that the wisdom of God, the wisdom of God is going to act on the understanding you receive from the Word of God and the knowledge you've received from the Word of God. Not just what in history, but everything going forward. When you receive the knowledge and you receive an understanding of that knowledge and how it may apply, then you're going to know how to apply it. You're going to know when to apply it. You're going to do this in ministry. You're going to do this in your career path. You're going to do this in your educational path. You're going to do this in your domestic life, in your home. You're going to do this in your health, in your body. You're going to, you're going to get the knowledge and, and you're going to understand what that knowledge means and you're going to apply it and you're going to act on it. And as you act on it, you're going to see the supernatural of God come alongside to establish His covenant. It's going to take place not only prosperity in your finances, but there's going to be prosperity in your joy. There's going to be prosperity in your relationship. There's going to be prosperity in your marriage. There's going to be prosperity in your relationship with your children. There's going to be prosperity in your business. There's going to be things that you, that you just dreamed about are now going to come. And you can say, I'm going to act on it. I'm going to write it down. And then I'm, God's going to show me what the first step is. And I'm going to step out in faith in the second step. I'm not going to wait till it's all figured out and somebody does it for me. I'm just going to trust God to direct the steps of my path. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The code, the code. I know you shopping all this time of the year. If you're with my wife, she sees something online, she's okay, I'm going to find a code. And that code's gonna get her 20, 30, 50% off. 
And then she comes back and she's okay, I got the code. And she's opened another window over here and she found a code and she copies it. And then she goes back and opens this window. And where it was, you know, you, you laugh. You are right there with her. You right there with her. I, I know you, you got it down pat too. And, uh, and then she'll they'll paste that code in there. And that price just dropped 50%, just like that. And then free shipping got hooked to it because she got the code. And the code unlocked that thing that was already programmed. It was already programmed. Just the code unlocked it, but she had to act on the code. Well, we've just acted on the code. Our confession unlocks, hallelujah, what is already ours, hallelujah. So don't you go out of here and let the devil steal that from you. No, you say, I'm walking in the knowledge and the understanding and the wisdom of God. And I'm going to bring my obedience. I'm going to, remember we talked about obedience. I'm going to bring my obedience and faithfulness to the Lord. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to be faithful and obedient to Him. Amen. And let me tell you what, you got a winning combination there. It can't but happen. It can't but happen. You can't help but float because your, your, your river is going to, the tide is coming in. It's going to rise and, and you're going to rise right up with it. Hallelujah. In every area of your life. And, 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 you, and not for you to be exalted. Not for us to be exalted. But that he be exalted and his covenant would be established on this earth. Hallelujah. Father, we pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth, in us, through us, as it is in heaven. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I want to thank you for the promotion that's being, been released here tonight, and the advancement that's been, because we've come into proper biblical alignment. I thank you for it. And Lord God, everything that comes out of it, to you be the glory, the honor, and the praise. For it is in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said... Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, you blessed, prospered people of God. You better put a smile on your face and love on somebody's neck and shake somebody's hand and bless somebody before you leave here tonight. Amen. God bless you all. We love you so much. Thank you, Lord. Such wonderful people. Wonderful, godly people.